everybody welcome back to on she goes season three of the podcast episode one uh this is sarita and we have some new team members official team members you've heard their lovely voices before you've gotten all of their juicy stories uh and uh travel tips but they're here now and they're officially a part of the on she goes team and will be on the podcast regularly um, Becca and Farron. Hey. Hello. Um, so, and Rebecca's here. I am here. Uh, yes. Rebecca <laughs> Russell is here, here, a.k.a. the Russell. <laughs> so, um, we are back, and this is episode one, and the theme of this episode is Travel Like It Owes You Money. And uh, we're going to be talking to a few people. Um, we're going to be talking to Rachel Hill from Rachel Travels. She's going to give us some really cool travel tips. Uh, also, letting us know how you can become a, a travel influencer and what the stakes are, the pros, the cons, etc. We're also going to be talking to Olga Marie from Dreams and Hills. Uh, she is also a professional traveler, and she travels like it owes her money. She gets paid to travel and also write about it, so which is a really cool angle. And uh, we'll be talking to Polina Nice a little later, and she is actually... Uh, promoting her yoga retreat at Sansara Resort in uh, Panama. But before we like kick off, I kind of wanted to start and do what some of our summer travel goals are. Um, I'll go first and we can kind of just go around. Um, I think my summer travel goal... Uh, is to go to Panama for the yoga retreat. Yes. <laughs> That's one of the big ones. Um, and also, I, I want to get outside as much as possible. So, like, I'd like to try to travel, like, like not locally, but domestically. Like, I've never been to Lake Tahoe, and I've mm-hmm. heard good things. Or, like, Vancouver, B.C. Nice. Yes. Or um, even, like, I've only been to L.A. and Santa Monica, like, mooching off of my boyfriend's work travel. So, like, I've <laughs> never actually gone to, like, enjoy myself and have a vacation and that's not even the good beach Santa Monica's not the good beach in LA it's not see Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that because that's the only beach I ever got to go to that's the trash beach that's the one that's well it meant like literal trash like like not like the trash on the beach like there's trash on the beach it's the dirtiest beach (laughs) in LA thanks for the clarification right so we're gonna get some letters I know I'm gonna get some (laughs) all those we're gonna get some mentions okay Becca what are your uh, summer travel goals um my summer travel goals are I guess kind of like yours, Sarita, just getting out more this summer because I have my car now in Oregon, but I haven't done enough, in my opinion, hiking. I haven't gone to the coast enough. Vancouver has been also on my list. I need to get a passport, so that's also game plan one because domestic (laughs) travel is all I got right now until we tackle passport. Uh, Rebecca? (laughs) My uh, travel goals for this summer are, uh, it's not really to go anywhere, it's to save money because I have four weddings to go to all across the country. Um, I have two cousins that are getting married like six weeks apart. Um, One is in Michigan and one is in Chicago. And then I have a friend that's getting married in New York and then another friend that's getting married um, in California. So I'm just trying to like get that out of the way. And then if there is time for me to do anything, I would love to go back to Toronto um, for like a nice long weekend or something because I had a great time the first time I was there, but it was a pretty short trip. Nice. Hmm. 
Hmm. Well, I was just thinking about this in the shower today, so it's funny it popped up. <laughs> but I was going through my weekend, and I was like, Farron, you keep doing the same thing every weekend, it seems like, and I'm not getting out there and exploring. I feel like I've been in Portland now for seven years, and the first half of that, I was getting out there every single weekend, like Sarita had mentioned, and Becca, whether even if it's like a two-hour little trip or something in Mount Hood, I would do it. Um, but I've gotten super comfortable and somewhat lazy. So my my goal for the summer is to get out there more, plan stuff ahead of time so that come Saturday morning, I'm out the door and backpacking or camping or doing something that's not chilling in the pearl. Yeah. 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 So I kind of want to talk a little bit about um, what you guys' perception of travel influencing is. Is that something that you aspire to do? I mean, I guess in a way we're kind of travel influencers <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. in a small yeah. way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would love for somebody to pay for the trips I take, yes. but I don't want to have to like document it for the yeah. world. It seems like it's just too much pressure to like continually one up things as opposed to like being able to take in the sights and enjoy what you're doing because you do have like things that you have to do for them uh, contractually, which seems like it would take the fun out of travel for me at least. Yeah. I will say though, on the flip side of that, as the follower of these travel influencers, like they make it so much easier I'm the biggest fan of Instagram, but whenever I go or I'm planning a trip, I just use Instagram as how to build my itinerary by like following a bunch of influencers or looking at the location and seeing just the the recent Insta stories from that day, like different restaurants that I probably wouldn't have found if I just typed something up on the internet. So while probably being an influencer is tough, like Rebecca alluded to, being able to follow them is the best thing in the world. <laughs> Yeah, I find, like, there's so many um, influencers I follow, obviously, especially because of uh, Anchi Goes, and it is, I get really jealous, but I never think about the the hard part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, that water is so pretty and clear and mm-hmm. blue, or that scenery, that landscape is so gorgeous, and I never really think about what it took for them to actually get to that place, like, the 24-hour flight, because yeah. otherwise it feels like they just have, like, a... a what is that thing that the, like a teleport and yeah. they just like get there, which mm-hmm. by the way, teleports need to happen because it's definitely time. <laughs> way overdue. We're way overdue for teleports. Yeah. Like this is ridiculous. Imagine the place I could go if I could just teleport. Right. You wouldn't even need a passport. Wouldn't need a passport. We're going to actually document Becca getting a passport this year, Woo-hoo. this summer. Um, Check it out. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> 23 years of my life. It's going to be so boring. Like it's going to be us in the post office. <laughs> <laughs> two forms of Waiting in a two hour line. <laughs> right. right. I think we should really document. We should instantly we should. We should. I'll make it content. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it worthwhile watching. You guys, we can turn Great. anything into content. We can. We really can. Like, we really, really can. Hi, guys. I'm here with uh, Rachel Hill of Rachel Travels. Um, we're super happy to have you. Thank you, Rachel. 
Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yay. I'm so excited. Okay. So, uh, Rachel, you're obviously a big time travel influencer. We love you <laughs> at On She Goes. Thank you. So first, I want you to talk about a little bit about how you became a travel influencer. How did you make that leap, that jump? I mean, you're obviously always on the go, which is, you guys, that's the hardest part of booking a travel influencer is that they're always traveling. <laughs> but it's good because it's authentic. But how did you decide to, to do this? And what was your motivation? Yeah, so before I can tell you how exactly I became an influencer, I have to give you the background on, you know, what my life was before. So like a lot of us, I had the life that everyone tells you to have. You know, you go to school and you do well, you get a really good job, you meet somebody, you get married and, you know, that whole narrative, which, you know, I was in line. You know, I went to FAMU. I got a really amazing um, job right out of college. Um, and by the time I was 26, I was making six figures and I was doing well. I was living in New York City for a little bit and then I moved down to Philadelphia. And while I was making the six figures and I had this like super lit social life and, you know, all the things that you're supposed to have, I just wasn't happy. And, you know, after an anxiety attack, I realized or I got diagnosed with anxiety disorder and depression. And so over a year, I would literally tell my boss I was taking a long lunch on Wednesdays and I would go see my therapist. And I did that for a year and I did it silently. My friends didn't know, my family didn't know because, you know, in the black community, especially mental illness is kind of a taboo subject. And so after a year, I just decided, you know what, this ain't for me. <laughs> so I decided to, you know, leave my good job in corporate America. And I went backpacking through Southeast Asia solo. And in the interim, I started my blog, Rachel Travels, really just to kind of tell the story of why I left my good job. And that was like the one blog post that like went viral because I was just like, look, I had it all. I left gave it all up for my own happiness and to recreate the life that I want to create. And um, as I started traveling through Southeast Asia and people were reaching out to me, I realized there was really a gap in what people, the world saw when it came to black travelers, especially women around the world. And then I, you know, built Rachel Travels and it just kind of bloomed into this, um, this business that I'm still really grateful to be doing now four years later. Wow. And I mean, you you said that your first you just started backpacking through Southeast Asia. I mean, that's a straight out the gate, like big trip, you know, and we don't usually hear about women of color, people of color, black folks in general, just like backpacking through Southeast Asia. Right. And like so was travel always kind of like an ex accessible thing to you? Was it always kind of easy? Like, did you grow up traveling? Yeah. So I would say I grew up traveling in the sense of my parents made sure that we did a lot of like domestic trips. So we, you know, did a lot of road trips. We did a lot of like going to DC, like very historical things, Charleston. My mother was really big on like learning black history. So we did a lot of those. And then in high school, I got accepted into an international studies magnet program. I had an opportunity to go to China. Um, my senior year and did that for a month. And ever since then, it's kind of been on and popping. And then when I started working in corporate, I made sure to dedicate an account specifically for travel because that's something I still love to do. 
Nice. And what are some of the pros and cons of this life? Like for you, are there, is it all pros? Is, are there any no. cons? Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know what, it's, um, it's a great life. I'm very grateful, but I think the part that people don't see, and I, I often say this, like I have to do a better job of, of this. And I try to, you know, do it now on my Insta stories is telling people the not so pretty parts, like how exhausting it is. I literally just, I relocated to South Africa, which has been an amazing experience, but I still have to come back here for um, business things and, you know, other different ventures that I have. And that commuting back and forth is really taxing. Even when it comes to, you know, continuing to nurture my relationships, it's trying to find the time to make sure I can catch up with my family and friends. And then also building a brand, like you feel like you're alone most of the time, right? Because you're working from home, um, you're figuring things out on your own. So so sometimes it can feel quite lonely, even as you're traveling the world. It's like, oh, sometimes I want to share these experiences with the people that I love as well. Right. And as a woman of color, what kind of barriers uh, have you broken through to do this? So, and you know what, I let me also say that I have to start giving myself more credit. So this is like my um, opportunity to be vulnerable and do that. But I I just spoke at a conference called WITS, Women in Travel Summit, and it was in Quebec City, Canada. And I was able to speak to brands about the importance of travel brands working with people of color, not just black travelers, but Asian travelers are actually out traveling everybody. Like Asian women are literally out traveling everybody. And so it's like, if you don't start putting these different faces in travel, you're going to get left behind. Even talking to a couple brands about the importance of them stretching themselves and stretching their own brands to work with other influencers that look very different from their typical narrative. Right. Yeah, that's super important. I mean, representation in general, just everywhere is important. You know, it's like an and I think that people are finally starting to realize it, but I just hope that they use it in the correct way. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And uh, let's talk about some of the destinations that you love. What destinations are like home for you? So I would definitely say South Africa is home for me. And not because I just moved there, but the reason why I moved there is because I love the continent in general. Like Africa just makes you feel something when you touch down. But South Africa just feels really special to me. So I love South Africa. And I promise I was a Thai lady in another lifetime because I love Thai food. And so I really enjoy Thailand as well. The food, the beaches, the people. Um, and I'm originally from Florida, so I love anything like dealing with water and beaches. So I I recently came back from Guadeloupe earlier this year and it's this super small French Caribbean island that I fell in love with. There's this cool mixture of like African culture and French culture there. So I would say those destinations really feel like home to me and I can go anytime and I'm always like I fall deeper in love you know mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about the course that you're offering uh, on your website racheltravels.com and like what advice you'd give people absolutely so actually it's not a course it's a membership but it's called the um, the influencer society and as I have been a travel influencer for four years actually next month I'm in a place where I'm moving more towards the speaking engagements in the consulting with the brands and so while I am pushing this message of changing the narrative at the same time I want to build up more travel influencers and so it's you know because I feel like what am I 
doing to actually build people up to be in the position to where when brands are, you know, ready to pull from a group of influencers that these people who desire to be influencers are actually positioned in the right way. You know, they have platforms that they have really amazing content. So anyway, in the influencer society, every month I have a masterclass where I bring in a guru. So we talk about how to make your videos go viral. Um, I recently did a masterclass on building your story. So a lot of people don't know how to build your story through your brand and being transparent about it. Even talking about like growing on social media, all of these things. And of course you have access to every single piece of content I've ever created, pitch templates that you can send to brands that I still use today. Um, courses on how to make money online, passive income, all of that good stuff. So if you are interested, you can go right to www.racheltravels.com and you can reach me at Rachel Travels anywhere on the interwebs. I am on Instagram is where you'll find me the most. And then of course, Facebook. And I also have a free um, Facebook group called Travel Influencers of Color, where a lot of brands actually drop a lot of opportunities in there. So if you are interested in even coming over to the free Facebook group, we would love to have you there as well. We are so fortunate to have you on this show right now. I'm, I feel, you, I'm so I happy. It. Yeah, I, I really am. Like everybody, I mean, if you're not already, and I know that you are, follow Rachel at Rachel Travels Everywhere. I'm going to post all of those links on our podcast page. And again, thank you so much. And please be safe no on problem. your journey on Monday. No problem. I appreciate you, Queens, for having me. I absolutely enjoyed my time here. Thanks, Rachel. Bye. Bye. So, guys, we are here with Olga Maria, who uh, is the founder of Dreams and Hills, uh, a beautiful travel blog, and is also the founder of Latinas Who Travel, which is an amazing network of Latinas who are documenting their travel experiences. Uh, Olga, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So we're talking today about, um, well, the, the title of this episode is Travel Like It Owes You Money. Um, and we're talking about becoming a travel influencer, getting into the mode of, you know, getting paid to travel. And one of the things behind this is like, especially um, as women of color, you know, we're kind of taught to like work. You get a job, the job you get, you don't ever try to do anything other than that job. You know, so like quitting your job to travel the world, it just seems really fantastical and not realistic in our world sometimes. And so mm -hmm. as someone who uh, gets paid to travel, how did you get started in that? And like, tell us a little bit about Dreams and Hills and Latinas Who Travel. Yeah, actually, well, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, uh, especially as women of color, we do uh, are taught to be more or like a mother or wife or many times to have like that traditional like you said like maybe office corporate nine to five job which is nothing wrong with that but I had like different kind of dreams and I just took a leap of faith and went and followed my dreams I left when I was 18 years old from Puerto Rico and came by myself to New York City I didn't even speak the language I didn't have no family no friends so I started from zero and uh, over the years I realized 
realize I wasn't the typical person that wanted to be, you know, pretty much working on our office on, from a cubicle. And I uh, started, I did a little bit of everything, nonprofit organization work, writing, uh, events, uh, PR, marketing. And I, re- and I started first in the fashion industry. And my blog, Dreaming Hill, started because I wanted to pretty much empower women to walk in any shoes they're able to walk. I was born with a condition on my legs, the Achilles tendon short, and I can't walk flat. I can only walk on my tippy toes like a ballerina ballet. And kids in school bully me, call me Robocop, or count names. And this is how actually I transitioned into my mantra, which is I'm living my dreams in heels. And I started the blog so I can empower other women, you know, to pretty much like travel, to live life to the maximum, and to pursue their dreams. And on the process, I realized I didn't connect with as many Latinas. I didn't see as many representation of all women of color in the travel industry. And this is actually how I started Latinas to Travel. Latinas Que Viajan is a bilingual community. Um, It's more like a sisterhood to like empower more Latinas to travel, to give us like resources, tools. And we welcome honorary Latinas. So any woman is welcome to our network. Wonderful. Yes. yes. Becca's raising the roof. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now you guys can join as well. And <laughs> Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Hey, I, Becca, am also Puerto Rican, but I am from Texas. <laughs> Where are you from? Oh, hi. Hi. Where are you from in Puerto Rico? I actually was raised in Bayamón, Puerto okay. Rico. Yeah. But my mom is from Naranjito. Okay. And what's your favorite part of Puerto Rico? My favorite part of Puerto Rico, I mean, my island is beautiful. It's my favorite place to <laughs> but be. I definitely love a lot Culebra and Vieques. Mm-hmm. I love the, our small islands because I think they have the most beautiful beaches. Like in, in Vieques, I love, I enjoy going to like the the black sand beach that we have, yeah. Playa Caracas. The water is so clear, so beautiful. I love so much our bio base with the luminescent water in Vieques, Fajardo, and in La Parguera. I think they're so amazing to visit. We have so much to offer in Puerto Rico. That's what I love about it. People like don't realize how much of a paradise Puerto Rico is with how close it is to the United States. But yeah, I was just curious. Nice. And so let me ask you this. When you, before you left Puerto Rico, was was travel accessible to you or no. was this your first time leaving? No, it was the first time leaving. And actually we didn't even like travel around the island itself a lot. Like I didn't really see uh, a lot of Puerto Rico until after I left and then I came back and I explore my own island, believe it or not. Um, what it gave me the first opportunity that I encourage any woman to do it, any students, was a study abroad. I won a scholarship uh, when I was 19 years old and a study abroad changed my life. Uh, I went to Spain for the first time and uh, and let me tell you, that transformed my life. I learned so much about a total different culture, got out of my comfort zone, got to meet so many people and learned about their food, their tradition, and not only make me grow, not, not only make me like grow by learning about them, but also I learn about myself in the process. And this is how I, ca- I cut the travel bug. 
What did your family think when you decided to just pick up and leave and, and head to New York and even going to Spain? Like, how did your family react? Was it a smooth transition or? No, it wasn't. Oh, well, my mom was very proud, of course, of me. But that about the power leaving first at 18 years old, no, she wasn't. Of course, she didn't understand why I was leaving and what I wouldn't stay with the family. And uh, back then, I, I read a book by, uh, of Paulo Coelho, my favorite writer, The Alchemist. And that book changed my life. And that's how I decided to go. I realized that I was used to being around my family, used to being in Puerto Rico, but that I wanted way more than that. And that's how I, I, I explained it to my mom. And to be honest, I got some, you know, pretty much comments from people close to the family or even some of the family, especially male figures that yeah. were saying how I will come back crying in six months because I cannot make it since I was a woman alone and I didn't speak the language. And I, for me, what gave me the motivation was I said I could lose many battles, but never the war. So I kind of stay, you know, fighting constantly to stay and to keep growing and to accomplish what I wanted. Yeah. How often, like how many like months or would you say or weeks out of the month or months out of the year are you like out of the country and traveling? Every month, pretty much every month I'm traveling, like I always traveling. I go to a lot of like press trips and uh, to like pretty much work with different destinations, you know, tourism boards, hotels, etc. What are the pros and cons of this life for you? For me, what is, I guess, difficult is that every time you fall in love with a place or, you know, with the people you're fr- and you make, you make new friends, you have to leave. And I think that's the only thing I miss, you know, when I have to leave, you know, my friends, my family and other people behind every time. I think it's sometimes, you know, more difficult to, um, you know, create those very, uh, you know, deep, I guess, connections. And I think one of those are the hardest parts that I work from my laptop sometimes. So sometimes you do feel isolated. So there are moments that you have to make sure that you, you know, you take care of your mental wellness as you go. Like you do maybe some meditation, some yoga, that you eat right because it's difficult when you're on the go, go, go to eat the same way you will eat when you are only at maybe at home, you know? Mm -hmm. Very true. And believe it or not, being a travel, you know, blogger, it's a lot of work, like a lot of people don't realize. They think that we're just on the beach, like having a piña colada, but it's not. But I think when you love what you do, I'm very happy. So I always happy and I love waking up in a new city and learning about the people, like the locals, their stories and seeing everything with new eyes every time, a new sunrise, a new sunset. I think it's just beautiful. I don't know. I love it. Nice. And as a woman of color, what kind of barriers have you uh, broken to, to do this? Actually, let me tell you, it's, it's, there are moments that I have been difficult because there are, I would say you sometimes get like comments that you shouldn't get at, at times. Like I realized at the beginning, the travel industry was very white. And I used to go to events or press trips where I was the only Latina in the room. And many times, you know, it happened incidents where another journalist would tell me, oh, so who do you write for from some small Hispanic newspaper with this, you know, interesting kind of voice? Or there were moments that even people from my own culture would say that I'm a white Latina just because pretty much I am like not 
all the time at home or not visiting my own country all the time or that I am, in my case, dating a, a man that is from Europe. My boyfriend is from Austria. So I get, I feel like I have broke all those, you know, barriers by, you know, by being me, by showcasing that we, women of color, do travel, that we can do the job, that we can excel at it the same way that anyone can is that we want to. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're giving us a lot of yes, queen moments over here. (laughs) Very, very exciting. And so what's some what are some of the destinations that you've been that are like home to you now? Like, are there any that you've been so often or that you frequent or try to get back to that are just kind of like coming home? Yes, definitely. I mean, I have three destinations that have my heart. And two of them that I consider home, one of them, I would say it is definitely Turkey. I'm obsessed with Turkey. Uh, I feel that, I don't know, maybe I was from Turkey, I don't know, in another life or something. <laughs> but when I got there, it just felt like I've been there before. Like, it feel like home to me. And I I actually went originally for like a week and I ended up staying a few months. Wow. And I explore around and I live there and it feels so, I don't know, just the tradition, just the music, the people. I, I just have, like, like I'm telling you, an obsession, waking up in Cappadocia, seeing the, the balloons every morning. It's just amazing. And the next one definitely is Ukraine. Ukraine is a very underrated destination in, in Europe and it's such an amazing country. I had the opportunity to live in Lviv. Lviv is a city of the border uh, with Poland. It's, it's like called the, they call it the little Paris of Ukraine. It has the best chocolate, coffee, people are so sweet, the vibe are so nice. And I love that city. And every time, like, I'm going back now this summer, and I just want to, like, stay there. Like, I love it. Like, it's something about that city that called me. It's, it's amazing. That's awesome. I would never think to go to Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. or Turkey. Yeah, like, now I'm like, okay, okay, because I know I've, got, I've seen some flight deals. Yeah. So I'm, like, trying to think well, back in my mental roller deck. I can give you all the tips. <laughs> yes. I can give you tips to where to go, where to stay. I mean, what to eat there. I think I, I'm always promoting these countries because I love them. And my next one is India, for sure. I was going to say India only been once, but I'm going back this September. And I was in India just in March for five weeks. And I have to say India is... One of those countries that some people love, some people hate, yeah. but I just love it. I love how chaotically beautiful it is, like the rich culture, the colors, I mean, the food. I mean, it's just a really, really very interesting, definitely, country and culture, very different from a lot of things. And that's what I love. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's your advice for people that are looking to, to do what you do? Well, I think uh, I think you should use what, you know, your unique talents and your unique perspective and add your own personality and style to anything that you put out there, any content. I feel if you're passionate about your content, you can definitely, like, get to so many people. And I think one of the first steps is definitely to try to maybe, like, if you admire someone, maybe reach out, connect with other people try to find out what they're doing and see how you can be part of that, how maybe how you can volunteer, maybe you can collaborate in something. You know, like you have to always start, I would say small, start somewhere, but I think it's all about collaborations. And as women, I feel it's important that we all collaborate. And I think that's the easiest way to grow. That is very true. Any other questions, ladies? Yeah, okay, I have a question. Hi, I'm uh, Rebecca, so uh, the second <laughs> Hi, of the Rebecca. Hi, um, my question is, do you have any other travel bloggers or personalities that you look up to in the field? 
who are doing the same thing as you are and people who inspired you to get into the industry? Well, I think I, I not, not a travel blogger, but someone that I always love his work was Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. The late Anthony Bourdain. I think uh, his quotes and the way he was such an amazing storyteller, his videos, and the way he showcased to me the magic of the locals, which is what I love the most about traveling. I think also books for me, for me, like reading, like Eat, Pray, I Love, or the books from Paulo Coelho, because I feel through my childhood to my you know when I was a teenager they inspire me like they always make me feel that I want to get out there Mm, and I have all the bloggers that I met on the way that I like that I look up to and they're women of color like uh, Gloria from the blog abroad I love Onika the traveler they're friends of mine and they inspire me because they have their unique voice and I love what they do I think the black and Latino community has so much in common so I Mm -hmm. think it's beautiful that they're doing that um, yeah, I always say those the most. Nice. That is so wonderful. So can you tell everybody where they can find you, where they can follow you? Um, you know, your, your blog, your Instagram, all your socials, if you got a Facebook group, all of the things. Sure, yeah, they can find me at dreamsinheels.com. We are everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as Dreams in Heels. And the other website, the community is latinaswhotravel.com or latinasqueviajan.com. And we have a Facebook group with over 3,000 members. So just join the, the group. And I'm always also an email away. And people can just email me as well as... Uh, any of my, all the information is on my website. Wonderful. Thank you. Olga, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. This was awesome. Yeah. You gave us so much inspiration. Thank you so much, ladies. Keep in touch. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Olga. Bye. Bye. And so joining us now, we have Palin Anise, um, my homegirl from HU. Ah, oh, HU. Yeah. Uh, and, and one of my very best friends. And um, she's going to talk to us about Restore and Explore Retreat at Sansara Resort in Panama. And we're also going to talk about being a brand ambassador and influencer, especially in the yoga community. Palin, thank you so much for joining us. This oh, thank you exciting. for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. And so, Pauline, first, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for the people who don't know you out there. And then we'll uh, get started talking about this wonderful retreat that we really want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so I am I'm a, I'm a yoga teacher and a wellness, I guess, wellness uh, influencer. Um, I have been living a holistic lifestyle for a very long time, as you know, Sarita, uh, since like college days. And um, it organically just uh, from giving advice to friends and family, it just kind of evolved into a career, which is what it has become for me now over the last eight years. Nice. Um, and so I have a website, Palina Nice, my name, P-I-L-I-N-A-N-I-C-E dot com, where I share recipes, mostly plant based recipes and also like a teaching schedule because I teach all over New York City and Connecticut. And tell us about the classes that you teach, where you teach, et cetera, because I'm sure I know we have a ton of listeners in New York and they'd probably love to come see you. Yes. So I teach at the Ailey Extension, which is um, 
if you're familiar with the Alvin Ailey Dance Theater, uh, they have a studio called the Ailey Extension that provides real classes for real people. So sometimes, you know, the idea of coming to a dance class can be intimidating for some, but the Ailey Extension really makes it accessible to anyone. So I teach there, I teach a class called Afro Flow Yoga, which infuses dances of the African diaspora with uh, vinyasa yoga sequences and live drumming. It's a really popular class. Uh, we had a really great write-up in the New York Times in April, and um, it's a really great way to connect with people, not just yourself, but also people and come into community, which is what we're really needing right now. That's, so. that's awesome. I haven't been to the class because yeah. I haven't been to New York um, <laughs> right. when the class was happening. I would have gone to the class because um, I know that I also would have gotten cussed out if I didn't. And, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have all of our friends, like most of our friends have been who are in New York and, yeah. and everybody loves it. And I see the post every weekend and whenever the class is and I'm right. like, God, I got to get to this class. It just looks so awesome. So whenever we travel, we've, we've been, so for the last two years, we've been at weddings together and Pauline will do a yoga class for all of us in like the mornings <laughs> like sounds on the beach yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome yeah <laughs> it's super awesome and I'm always the one struggling sweating sweating half to death <laughs> <laughs> but it's really really beautiful and like she's such a good good yoga teacher um and like she's she makes it like happen for me so if you can make it happen for me you can make it happen for anybody um, yeah, and that's, that's what's important for for a teacher to really make it accessible to anyone because we meet I try to meet my students where they are right so it's like you you, you bring what you can you do what you can without judging yourself and that's what's so important yes so tell us a little bit about um, restore and explore the yoga retreat um, I, we mentioned it in the beginning of the episode and kind of just want to talk about it want to hear more about it what's going to be offered are there still rooms and space available and like how can they find it and you know what is Panama like yeah so they definitely there's still spots available there's about five spots available so you gotta get them it's pretty much I, I started Restore and Explore this is my first year it's an inaugural retreat and it was pretty much launched out of the need to create a space for people to come to be themselves for self-care to travel and do yoga and just really connect to their highest self and also have a little bit of adventure. So that's why the, the explore element is there and why it's not just yoga that we're going to be participating in, but it's also a surf retreat, which definitely gets people out of their comfort zone because a lot of people don't surf. But there is a really big connection to yoga and surfing in that they both kind of um, instill an idea of oneness. So when you're in, in, on your mat, obviously you're connecting with yourself. And then when you're in the ocean surfing, riding waves, you have to become one with the ocean, with the water. And I love surfing, so I wanted to bring that element to it. But pretty much it's daily yoga practice, re- restorative yoga, and Afroflow yoga with live drumming. So there'll be a live musician there who's traveling with me. And we'll also indulge in kayaking, um, stand-up paddleboarding, bike riding, and just relaxing, really, taking care of ourselves, nourishing ourselves, and joining in community. So it should be really, I'm really excited about it. It should be really nice. What is uh, Panama like, so traveling to Panama? Yeah, so Panama, where we're going to be in Panama is actually, it's five hours away from Panama City, so it is in the jungle. We're going to be in the middle of nowhere, which <laughs> is very exciting. The beach that we'll be on is actually a black sand beach, so that's also very unique to that part of Central America. And the waves are, they're one of the most best places to surf. Oh my gosh. I've never surfed before. I've never even tried. Have you ladies surfed? Absolutely I'm afraid of sharks. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. So I was going to ask. Baron's first concern. What is the shark to people ratio? <laughs> I've actually like, heard. It's very low. Yeah. It's okay, very really? low. And where we're surfing, we're not going to be out too far. Okay. So, you know, that we're not we're not hardcore surfing, especially if you're a, a novice. You're not we're not going to send you out there. <laughs> going to be on the board the whole time. <laughs> right, just terrified. One of the things that we really uh, try to do it, I think that if we get to go on this trip, which I really hope we do, um yeah. The biggest thing for us is like stepping out of the comfort zone. That's something that I really would like to document because I think it's so important for other women of color and people of color, too, to just see other other women actually mm-hmm. doing things that they wouldn't usually do. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to right. stay in your zone. I mean, like my mom is fine. My mom's like, oh, I think I'm going to go to Greece this year. My mom just traveled for the first time last year out of the country. Um, she went to mm-hmm. Italy with her girlfriends, and now she's like totally Got into it. She used to complain about the flight to Portland, like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's too, too long. long. It's too yeah. long. <laughs> yeah. Flint, you're from Flint, Michigan. Like, how many people in Flint, Michigan are surfers? You guys got any famous surfers? Not, not many, you know, not many. I mean, a lot of, again, same thing, like your like your mom, a lot of my relatives, too, they're, they're like, they get nauseous at the idea of coming to New York to visit. And that's a two, that's like less than two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a plane. It's like, and it, it's, it's so important. That's why I think it's just very important for us to document that experience of us getting out of our zones and, like, give some beautiful inspiration and then also inspire women to come to this retreat time and time again yeah Yeah. absolutely because it really is necessary and that's that's why i started it it's because so often like we we all dream about these things oh i want to go to the to do these things but actually hitting the button like pressing the buying the ticket you know like actually booking it it takes time for people to do that and and it's like uh, one of my friends she has a travel blog she actually howard grad she has a blog called we don't sit on couches Mm -hmm. which i thought was just so incredible and the whole slogan is fear is stupid so you have to just get out there and do it like say yes to yourself say yes to travel traveling to experiencing the world. Yes. That's, that's really the only way to live and the only way that you're going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. sure. Mm-hmm. We're yes. getting so much yes So queen. much inspiration on a Monday. Yes. We're getting it. so much yes, yes mo- Monday motivation hashtag. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, my next question for you, and this is like the final question, is this episode is, is about being a travel influencer, but you're also an ambassador for a brand. And yeah. how did that come about? And what is that like? Because, I mean, you don't see that very often, especially for women of color being a brand ambassador when I first found out that you were doing this I was like what yes 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 so tell us tell us about that oh so it it really happened very organically um I have uh, been sort of affiliated with Athleta for a few years before actually becoming an ambassador. I always love them as a brand, as a clothing brand, not just because of obviously the clothes and how they fit, but also their mission. They're one of the only Fortune 500 companies with a um, female CEO, so they're they're very much about breaking down barriers around all women of all sizes and all colors being forward, and also their. Uh, um, mission around sustainability, so making sure that their products are sustainable. So I was really excited to partner with them. And it, it again, it came about very organically. Believe it or not, social media, that's how it came about. Like I was, uh, I think I got on Instagram maybe like three or four years ago, and I would tag them in my pictures. And they were attracted to it. And that's kind of how it started. My, our, my initial partnership with them was all digital. And then it grew into something else, which was kind of a nice story, I think, because they were on my vision board. Like I had on my vision board and I had no idea what it would be. 
Nice. I love that. But uh, but now my responsibilities as an ambassador, really, I represent the New, in New York, Upper West Side specifically. So I do a lot of events with them through the Flatiron store and the store in Upper West Side. So monthly, it is a big responsibility because monthly I do have to host an event around wellness or yoga or something just to get people excited about being together and taking care of themselves. So it, we, we carry a whole spectrum. Like in, for, for Valentine's Day, we did a Valentine's Day party with my daughter, Zuri, you know, Zuri, mm-hmm. Crystal DJ. So we have like fun things for people to come through and just celebrate themselves. And we did at that particular event, we did a whole dance party and having someone come up to me afterwards and share that they had not moved that way in in decades and how great she felt about being in her body after that experience. And so then you realize why you do the work, even though it is hard work. Right. Yes. Um, But it's, it's, it's fun. I really am grateful to be a part of the Athleta team and share their mission. That is so wonderful. Well, we're running out of time, but I wanted to make sure that everybody knew where to follow you. So I know that you mentioned the website in the beginning. Let us know again uh, where to sign up for Explore and Restore, and then also where everyone can follow you on your social media channels. Yes, so you can sign up for the retreat uh, from palinanice.com. It's right there on the homepage. And then my handles on social media is at palinanice across all platforms. So that's P-I-L-I-N-A-N-I-C-E. Yes, and we'll post it on the podcast page and the SoundCloud page as we do everything. Um, Thank you so much, Lynn. I love you so much, and thank you for calling in. And I can't wait. We're going to speak this into existence, ladies. We're going to Panama, so we can't wait to see you. Yes, so you can save me from a shark, you guys. (laughs) 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 All right, girl. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So that was fun, right, guys? Oh, so that was much fun. Super fun. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, Monday morning inspiration from these ladies. Thank you so much to Rachel Hill of Rachel Travels. Thank you so much for Olga Marie of Dreams and Hills. And thank you so much to Polinda Nice uh, of Explore and Restore Yoga Retreat in Panama. We are super grateful to having gotten to talk to these wonderful women of color who are inspiring us and are giving super great tips on being a travel influencer. Uh, if you guys have any tips, uh, any travel influencers, out there that you want to get some shine maybe we can uh, post you on on she goes on the uh instagram page social ladies ladies of social for sure ha- mm-hmm. house of social Just tag us in those pictures we do see them all yeah we <laughs> see all the tags uh we we check our dms and Mary we really and appreciate it yeah mm-hmm. we appreciate it we love talking to you guys and hearing from you and of course you as you know we are at on she goes pretty much everywhere facebook instagram twitter and um yeah that's pretty much it any any shout outs? Shout outs, y'all? No, but make sure you check your DMs if we DM you back. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, so we can repost your, your content. Because if you tag us, we got we to gotta get some communication yes. so we can repost. Yes. yes. So answer Farron's DMs. Yes, y'all, please, please don't leave Farron hanging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much. See ya. Bye. Bye.